Hey, 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 and welcome back to God Grits and Hips Radio. It's your girl Lo coming to you to rant, ramble, and talk about whatever's going on in my head or whatever's going on in society. Um, as always, I hope this podcast finds you well. I hope you are in good spirits. I hope you are mentally, spiritually, and physically doing good. With that being said, uh, let's jump right into it. Just got back. This is podcast number two since I've been gone for a little bit. I'm super excited because um, I'm just getting back to being myself, like I said in the last podcast. And I want to make sure I'm recording more and getting the content out there. And one of the things, too, that I want to make sure I'm doing is uh, my friends have been getting on me and is sharing. Like I record them, I share them here, but I'm not actually posting them. Well, I can't say that I post on my Instagram, which is God Grits and Hips on Instagram. On my Instagram, I'll post when I drop a new podcast. So I do it there, but like I don't share it on my page. I don't always do that. So I'm trying to get better with just sharing it across different platforms, multiple platforms. So anyway, with that being said, what we're talking about on tonight is on today specifically. Well, it's one o'clock in the morning now. So on yesterday, it was all over the internet. It was everywhere. It was in your dreams. It was in your cereal bowl. They were talking about the Red Table Talk with Aisha Curry. And what they were talking about it in, in it specifically was there was a comment that she made where she stated that she felt insecure because in the past 10 years, she's felt like she hasn't really gotten any male attention. Her husband, she's seen, you know, women throw themselves at him or, you know, hit on him or whatever. But she hasn't got that and it created an insecurity. So the interwebs were in an uproar. She was all kind of holes. She, they said that she shouldn't be married. They said that, um... She was thirsty for attention. There were a lot of things. Um, I actually am part of a group called Playtime Worldwide, which I've mentioned before. And on Mondays and Wednesdays, we have a segment where we allow the opposite sex to ask questions. So Mondays is Ask Him Mondays and Wednesdays is Ask Her Wednesdays. So on today, the fellas would normally ask the women questions. But today I chose to do a live in the group with... Uh, one of my fellow admins, a good friend of mine, and we pretty much just talked about it. He's a guy. We pretty much just talked about it from different perspectives. My take on it was I, I wasn't against what she said. I'm always here for people expressing themselves completely and honestly. And what she said was what she felt. That's how she felt. It was true to her. And I didn't take it as her trying to get another dude to like bag her. I just think it's nice to have someone go, oh, you know, you're beautiful. Or one of the examples I use is I've had people, I have a tattoo on my ring finger, which would lead someone to believe that I'm married. So I've had people tell me, oh, he's a lucky man or things like that. That's a compliment while also not going too far. That kind of still tells you, hey, you know, I'm not looking, but 
somebody out there still finds me, you know, attractive. It's not something for me personally that I need. I'm I'm very tunnel vision. I always have been. It's why I can't multi-date like I date one person at a time because I just... It's going to be you or it's not and then I move on to the next person. It just doesn't always work for me the way my attention is set up, my care, whatever other things we can come up with. Um. So, yeah, so... I didn't take it as, you know, her being saying something negative or being disrespectful to her husband or it being that her husband wasn't enough for her. I didn't take it as that at all. Excuse me. Um, I just took it as, you know, she's a mom. She is three kids and she's looked at as the wife to Steph Curry she's not even she doesn't really fully have her own identity even though she has things that she does on her own her identity is still not her own she's you know Riley's mom she's Steph's wife yada 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 so I completely understood the idea of you know wanting to feel like you still have it so it didn't bother me it also didn't bother me that she did it on a public forum a lot of times I think celebrities get a lot of um feedback and a lot of judgment because we forget that they're human first that there is a person that exists in there like they're not a celebrity first they're a person first and then they're a celebrity so just because you know you have money or you your husband is a famous basketball player or you live this quote-unquote lavish life it doesn't take away your natural human qualities, your natural um, insecurities or functions as a woman or as a person. So I'm always for celebrities being vulnerable because it makes them tangible again. It reminds us that they're human. It reminds us that money doesn't change, you know, who you are as a person like they say money doesn't buy love money can't fix everything sure you can go change your body you can do this you can buy a house you can buy a car but money doesn't change things like insecurities and emotions it doesn't do that it may you know you may deal with certain things longer like a woman may deal with a cheater a little longer because you know she's okay with the money or the money helps to subside whatever she's feeling for it so I was completely fine with it. I was okay with her saying her truth and being unapologetically you. That's what this is about. That's what this podcast is about. It's about being true to you. I was okay with her speaking about it because it gave someone else an opportunity to hear it and think about, you know, the fact that this is a woman who people would say um, has a great life and a great husband and she still can have this, you know, human quality of an insecurity. So I appreciated her for that. Now, my counterpart, on the other hand, he felt differently. He was okay with her expressing herself, but he felt like what she said was wrong. He felt like as a married woman, you shouldn't want the attention of anyone else. And I get that. I can't say I don't get it. But for me, it wasn't even so much that she wanted attention. It wasn't, she was like, you know, a thirsty for all of this, you know, hitting on her or trying to, like, she just wanted to know that she still had it, that there was 
a possibility for her to still be viewed as beautiful or liked or wanted or you know whatever the case is so he wasn't necessarily comfortable with her saying uh that obviously because she's married and then he also wasn't comfortable with her saying it out loud he felt like it was a discussion that should have been had in private with herself her therapist her husband uh whoever it was just not the public and he feels like because you're a public figure you're supposed to do things differently and i got that like i completely we weren't trying to change um each other's opinion on it we were just voicing what ours was so i completely understood what he was saying but i just differed i you know i was okay with her being open and honest about it so that someone else can hear it so in that discussion it brought out a few things like people like i said people you know were calling her thirsty people mentioned this people mentioned she shouldn't be married but one of the biggest things that came up which is what i really want to talk about in this podcast is the idea that um i'm moving around so i hopefully y'all don't hear all that noise i was just you know in motion i normally am sitting when i record this but you know we're family So, like I was saying, one of the things that came up was they kept saying she's married, she's married, she's married. And I'm like, am I missing something? Does marriage become the band-aid for life? Like, you get married and all of these things that would normally be a problem or be an issue all of a sudden disappear? Or all these human things no longer exist? So you get married and all of a sudden ego doesn't exist or you get married and all of a sudden, if you were insecure, you're not insecure. Uh, I'm a firm believer that you are who you are and things in life can help you change that or can cause you to change, can put you in positions to change. And this can be for the better or for the worse. Um, Pressure causes change. But I don't believe that an entity or union changes you. You change because you want to or your circumstances cause you to change. Uh, I I believe that a whole, and I use that word lightly, it's relative, it's whatever. I use it lightly, like I said. Um, if you're what's considered a quote-unquote whole and you haven't gotten your whole out and you haven't lived your whole phase, getting married is not going to make you a whole. It may be dormant for a while, but it's probably going to come up again and you're going to run into an issue with it. If you have demons that you haven't sorted out, they're not going to magically disappear because now you've chosen to get married. They again may be dormant for a little while, but they're probably going to come out. And um, I'm also a believer at the same time that when you're loved properly and holy, that it does something to your spirit and there are certain things that can shift. So I do believe that being married may put you in a healthier position to deal with the things that you may want need to deal with it may be a safer space you may now finally have the support to do it but I'm also not the person who believes that you should go into a marriage expecting this person to fix you nah that's not the way that's not what it's about Like you're supposed to come into the marriage as whole as possible, handle your scandal, 
whatever it is that you have to handle before you get in there, whatever therapy you have to seek, whatever issues you have to talk through, whatever demons you have to walk through, whatever those things are, you're supposed to do your due diligence to try to handle them before you join in the union with someone else. It is not your husband or your wife's responsibility to fix you. That is not what they're there for. They are not licensed. I mean, they could be, but you know, these are not psychiatrists licensed, but that's not what they're there for. They're there to support you. They're there to love you. They're there to grow with you. They're there to do all of these things. But fixing you shouldn't be something you walk into a marriage expecting. Oh, once I find a good man, he going to fix me. Nah. Once I find a good woman, I'm going to be straight. Nah. Yeah, you will be. There will be a complete change and you will probably level up if you've picked the right person and you're going to be amazingly great, but you shouldn't go into it banking on this person fixing you. That's completely unfair and that's not what it's about. Um, so yeah, so I was torn on the discussion that, you know, we, we leave, we put marriage to carry such a heavy burden. Like, oh, I got married, so these things aren't the case. Marriage, like I said, marriage is not a band-aid for life. Like, that's not what marriage is. Marriage is a choice. It's, you know, it's a few things, but it's a choice. It's a commitment to a person as they are. So, yes, you take them with their flaws or whatever it is. It's compromise. It's understanding. It's growth. It's change. But what it isn't is a band-aid. If you don't do the work and you don't want to do the work of fixing whatever it is you have to fix or um, addressing whatever it is you have to address, it's going to pop up in your marriage. It may actually and probably cause an issue in your marriage. It may become a burden in your marriage until you walk into it. So I hope we're not going into marriages under the guise that, oh, okay, once I get married, it'll fix it. I think it also speaks to people, to the phrase, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, excuse me. And that statement, it kind of does you a disservice because it's pretty much banking it on a thing as opposed to yourself or as opposed to living in the present and appreciating what you have and being happy with that. I'm actually reading a book called Happier Now. Uh, shout out to a good friend of mine who gave me that book. And it's pretty much talking about a woman who created an app. Uh, the app is called Happier Now. And she was in a place in her life where that's how she was functioning. It was, I'll be happy when. And she was trying to traverse all of these things and it just felt like nothing was happening. So she kept saying, I'll be happy when. So she chose to be more present and acknowledge the things that she was grateful for. And in it, she created an app that pretty much spoke to being happy with what you have, to appreciating what's in front of you, to not waiting for something else to come along and make you happy. Oh, I'm doing all these great things, but I'll be happy when I get a husband. Doing all these great things, but I'll be happy when I get my job. As opposed to, I have a roof over my head. That's something to be happy about. I'm employed. That's something to be happy about. I'm supported. That's something to be happy about. So we we oftentimes function, and I can't even say that I'm not a I'm not a victim or I'm not somebody who does this myself. 
where we function in the when this things happen, then all will be well. So when I get the new job, then life will level out. No, like accept where you are, acknowledge what it is, know that you want more, know that you are going to do your due diligence to get more, know that you deserve more, but still be present and happy with what you have because there is somebody who would absolutely want what you do have. So, and that said all of that to say that sometimes I think we bank on the, oh, I'll be happy when I get married. Well, what about it? Is it going to make you happy? Is it going to be that this is the last thing on your list and it'll make everything okay? Mm, It could, but if you're not happy now, that means you're probably going to walk into your marriage unhappy and even if you go through the honeymoon phase and things are all good for a moment, something about whatever you're unhappy right now about is going to pop back up. So we have to address, you know, where we are and what affects us in life before we carry it into a marriage. I think especially in our generation, I was actually in a conversation it triggered me thinking about marriage versus partnership. And when you look at marriage, it mentions, you know, the joining of two partners and then partnership is, you know, two, they say entities or companies, you know, agreeing to take on the risk and all of these things together. So the broader term of partnership, I kind of liked more than marriage, even though marriage had partner in it, because I think sometimes marriage takes out the duality of it. It takes out two people actually both functioning and being present. It, you know, it kind of speaks to the olden or the, the classic version of marriage where, you know, the woman's doing all of this. The husband is the breadwinner. Um, she takes care of the kids. She do all these things. And partnership speaks to both to, you know, him helping with the children still, him doing the dishes on occasion, him helping to cook. Like it, it, it speaks more to duality and shared responsibility, which I'm all for. Uh, sure, if you have the means or if it works for you to do the classical thing, then live your life. I'm not here to tell you what won't and will work for you. That's just not what I'm about. Do what, what's true to you and what feels good. But for me personally, I just like partnership because I think it, Like I said, it speaks to uh, duality and um, it seems more even leveled. And that's another thing because people are probably going to say, oh, well, women always want equal rights, but a man is supposed to be a man. He's supposed to lead and do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let people live how they're going to live. Okay, I said that last time. Let people live how they're going to live because you believe that something should be some way doesn't mean everybody has to respect the differences. Right. Um, So, yeah. Now that I kind of rambled in that section for a little bit. Um, So, yeah, like. I I don't know why, especially in our generation, we have. and And I think it's it's. I'm not sure I actually know what it is like. We shy away from things like therapy. We. I guess it's because we're so fast paced, like we just got to keep going. We're kind of the the era of, you know, you just got to keep pushing. If you just keep swimming, if you get to the next thing, then it'll level out. 
if you um get past this it'll level out so we kind of we don't address the big things we wait until whatever it is happens and then we try to sort it out um which is why I think so many people shy away from therapy and I think also there's stipulations with you know speaking to somebody about your problems and what that comes with and sometimes you know it the idea of being vulnerable with a person is scary and talking to somebody about your problems means you have to address them so there's a lot of things but um yeah like we we just go through things and when it comes up we'll deal with it so I can see how people would go into a marriage and miss the red flags of this person not having done their part to come into the marriage as whole and as clear as possible and then have to address it later and I guess that's why it was coming up so much and I want to say I think I saw it more from men and I'm not sure I could give a real opinion on why I think I saw it more from men I think maybe it's a respect I, I think I can speak from the respect angle I think men command and respect is big for them respect is big for them even in just regular friendships and life like uh I think part of the ego that comes with men and part of the strength and the power that you know they come with respect is high like being disrespected is something that they won't allow because it speaks to maybe their strength and their status and their power so I guess the respect factor for them is kind of like oh what but you're married that's just how they see it you know one level if you respect me and you respect our marriage then this shouldn't be a thought process as opposed to let me try to figure out why you think this after the discussion I actually asked uh, one of my friends I was like you know if your girlfriend or your wife I think we use wife because they're married in this case came to you would you be offended or would you want to try to understand what where she was coming from because you don't have to agree to try and understand because understanding opens a conversation that maybe you can help your wife or your partner walk through the situation so she comes to you and she says you know I feel like I don't get attention from men you could go why do you want attention from men and then it'll shut her down and she'll stop talking and she won't want to offend you and you won't get the information or you could go why do you think that you want attention from men where do you think that comes from and then you can dig a little deeper and you can find out oh she's just not feeling you know her sexiest of self maybe I can compliment her more maybe if she feels like she's put on weight we can go to the gym maybe um let me just buy her a sexy pair of shoes there's ways that you can help aid her in getting past this feeling that she's feeling and still keep the lines of communication open because I think on both sides when you make the other person feel like they can't speak uh it's easier for them to speak to other people one and two it's easier for them to just not speak to you and I believe in marriage that's something you never want you never want your mate to feel like they can't come to you and talk that's just a negative and you don't ever want them to feel like they can talk to somebody else more than you there was something I saw and it said this uh, Aisha Curry thing is the main reason why your wife is talking to her work husband about her feelings instead of you because instead of trying to understand and hear her out you automatically go into offense and assume that she's trying to um, 
spite you or do something to hurt you, which is not the case. And this is twofold. I'm speaking from a woman's point of view because I'm a woman and also because this was from a woman's point of view. It was about a woman saying it, but this can go both ways. I just think it's important for us to leave open the possibility, the possibility for dialogue when it comes to insecurities and gripes and things like that where you know we're naturally human and we can be offended slightly or we may not like how something goes but I do think leaving that open forum for communication is important uh I feel like I, I, I ran I went a lot of places with this I had some squirrel moments but hopefully the point got across so yeah I don't want us to look at marriage as a band-aid I don't want us to carry marriage as the you know life fixer like oh once I get married you know we just gonna be all good in the hood your marriage may bring you and it and it should elevate you into a better place it should um be a positive addition to where you are in life but you should also want to before you even get marriage put yourself in a place to already be in a positive position a healthy position mentally physically spiritually so you join with this person and you don't uh kill their vibe and bring them down two healthily strong positive beings coming together makes for an amazing abundant healthy strong marriage whereas in one healthy strong and one person who still has things to address can make for a a burden for marriage and you don't ever want to go into your marriage being a burden so yeah uh, I want us to not think of marriage as a band-aid I want us to remember what marriage is it's a union uh, I want us to remember the idea of being equally yoked and to be equally yoked, you have to be, you know, pretty much close on your playing field. And if you come in there expecting that person to fix you, then you're already, you know, dashed away the equally yoked idea. So, yeah, um, that was Aisha Curry thing. It's really just everywhere. Um, Like I said, have have the conversations like let society, you know, sparks all kind of other things and terrible things. And we see all kind of bad things. But sometimes let's take certain things in and make the conversation. Talk to your friends about it. Talk to your mate about it. Talk to your family. Get different opinions. Um, open yourself up to different viewpoints. You don't have to agree with somebody to hear them out. You don't have to. Um, you don't have to change your opinion in order to understand someone else's opinion. So have the healthy dialogue. Talk. Discuss. Uh, love on everybody, be open, and yeah, you know, live your life. But uh, that's pretty much it. As always, um, I hope you have an amazing week, and I love y'all like I love y'all. I'm out.